Hi everybody, it's me, Katie Soros. Oh, hello, hi, and it's me, Higood. And welcome back to Infinite Quest. Uh, can you do that again, but just we both say Infinite Quest at the same time? Yeah, okay. Uh, ready? Go. Hi everybody, it's me, Katie Soros. Hey, it's me, Higood. Welcome back to, to Infinite, Infinite Quest. Quest. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally feeling those vibes. I don't know why I wanted it to. This week on Infinite Quest, we're going to be talking about medication. But before we start, we just wanted to let you know that, hey, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash infinite quest. Uh, and becoming a Patreon means supporting our mission of education and advocacy. And if you like what we do, if we've helped you out a little bit, uh, you know, just consider becoming a buckaroo buddy. I'm going to just say that as high as I possibly can. Drop a little bit of that cheddar cheese. Drop a little bit of that cheddar cheese. <laughs> I think uh, this is the most radio disc jockey vibes we've ever had. It's because it looks, it looks like we have a radio. Oh, yeah. Thing yeah, we got, we got a whole new office set up. It's pretty cool. Okay, so watch what I brought you. Transition. Okay, wow, now welcome. Wow, wow. See, it's funny because we decided just to record it all at one time, all at once. so there's no break. Because we're late. But also it's, that. It's sorry so for being late, late We're so late. It's a long story, but it's also relevant to the topic of this week's episode. Yeah. Um, as Kate mentioned, we're going to be talking about medication, but real quick, huge disclaimer. Neither Katie nor I are doctors. Do not change your meds. Don't start taking meds or stop taking meds without talking to your doctor. Always, always, always go through your doctor. Do not take anything that Katie and I are about to say as like, oh, I'm going to totally change my entire thing with my meds because meds are a big deal and you should talk to a, a qualified we, professional before making alterations to your medication. Yeah, we're not here to give you advice about your medication. What we are here, what we are trying to do with this episode is talk about our experience with medication and our relationship to our medication um, because we think that's an important conversation, but... We are not doctors. We don't know how, I mean, Eric knows how meds work, but like we, we, we're not here to tell you to change your medication. So don't do that. Anyways. Anyways. Well, Kate, so yes, Eric. why is it that we didn't uh, record the episode yesterday? And well, because I spent two hours crying on my kitchen floor uh, because there was a little pile of crumps and then slightly to the left of it, there was another pile of crumbs, and I was sad that the pile of crumbs were not together. It was, it was, I mean, as much as, well, I was saying this yesterday, like, <laughs> I said this in the worst possible way, but, like, I like seeing you cry. <laughs> it's right, like, there's nobody, nobody's like, like, obviously, I don't like when you're crying, right. but if you're crying, that means you need to be crying, you know, right. I'd rather you be needing to cry and cry than not, so when I see you crying, it's like, I'm glad that you're releasing you know whatever yeah. you need to be releasing i'm not glad that you're crying yeah. but i'm like cool i'm glad that you feel you're, you're I, feeling that way i suppose a better way of saying that sentence would be i started antidepressants that's that's what i was supposed to say but i was making a joke because it was so ridiculous i had a full-on fucking meltdown about a pile of dirt on my floor and it was very silly well i think you're you're doing so i take antidepressants as well Right. Like, I have a, a very long and storied relationship with... Which you're going to tell, right? I suppose, yeah. With taking medications for mental health things and, and, and figuring out what to take and how to take them and, you know, strategies to make them work the best for me and <coughs> all that stuff. And from my perspective, you're doing great. I mean, you're being Thanks. honest about how you're feeling. You're, day you're four, communicating. Baby. Day four, baby. But I'm, I'm really proud of you for that. It's not an easy thing to do. It's been weird. I think one of the hardest things about when you're taking a new medication is remembering that you're taking a new medication. Yeah. So, like, if your mood is going up and then down and then left and then right and then the big curly cue thing, like, 
when I take, when I started taking like my uh, ADHD medication, it was really hard for me to remember. First off, I was 15. Um, but it was really hard for me to remember that like, oh, that's right. Like I'm going through this whole new thing of discovering how this medication is going to work for me or if it's going to work for me. Um, and so it was really hard for like, you know, later in the day when I was coming off my medication or coming down from my medication and I would get like really depressed or something like that. It was really hard for me to remember like, oh, that's right. All these dark thoughts that I'm having or all these whatever's like I'm taking a new medication. This is new territory. This isn't just me, you know, freaking out and all of a sudden yeah. not knowing who I am. I mean, my feelings are valid. All feelings are valid. But I think it's really important to remember like, oh, this is like a test phase. Like this is yeah. new territory. And I think you're doing it really well. And, and I'm proud of you. Well, okay. So here's my question. Yes. So I have been on medication for... Uh, significantly less time than you, uh, respectively three years and four days for uh, ADHD and depression. Whereas you started taking meds when you were 15? 15, yes. 15. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so what is your relationship to medication like? Oh, God. Like, what, is the, what is the role it's played like in your life? Um, it's co- a complicated relationship. Like it's a really uh, a, a storied and complicated relationship. There have been times when I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I ever existed without taking this medication. And there are sometimes um, when I thought, like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> like, starting to how dare I, you know, start taking these medications to better my life. Um, but when I first started, um, one of the hardest parts about taking a medication for a mental health thing and I get this question a lot, is how do you know what it's supposed to be doing? Yeah, that's Because I, up until I first got medicated, I had always had unmedicated ADHD. Mm -hmm. So I had no connection to what having a brain that is capable of focus, like I didn't know what that feels like. And so when I first started taking them, um, I started on a lower dose and then we started ramping it up. And there was a period of time when I now know, looking back, I was definitely taking way too much for me of the medication that I was taking but I didn't know that I just figured oh you know this is what it's like to to have you know my ADHD be treated but looking back I now know holy shit like I was like my whole day was just contextualized by this medication doing what it wants with with my body you know it wasn't like a a controlled I mean it, it was controlled in that you know it was very well planned by my doctor but like you know, the, the, the analogy of medication being like a power tool. Like, I, it was basically <laughs> like I was just like dual wielding. Like, <laughs> picturing you like dual wielding, like chainsaws. Like, <laughs> exactly. I will fight God himself. Shooting fire, like, rush. And like, and you know, my, my grades were got, got much better um, <clears throat> because, you know, I, I was still, you know, it wasn't so much that like I couldn't get things done, you know, but trying to figure out what you're going for when you're starting a new medication is one of the hardest parts. And for me, it took, geez, I mean, easily three years, I want to say, maybe four, um, to get to the point where I like my medication, where, like, I feel my goal is in terms of taking a mental mental health (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) You just did so much work to not make noise. I just changed my clothes. (laughs) It's it's really cold here. I just changed my clothes and then I just choked on my own spit when I sat back down. I was so proud of myself for being sneaky. You did so well. God damn it. I was really proud of myself. Um, uh, Oh yeah, but it took me like easily like three or four years 
to get to where I wanted to be with medication or what my, what I now know to be like a good place for me mm-hmm. is basically I take them and I just like don't even notice them except for the fact that it quells my ADHD slash depression symptoms. Right. So like my antidepressants, when I take them, the only thing that I notice in terms of side effects is, uh, well, the only thing that I notice in terms of the effects of the medication is, wow, I haven't been blackeningly and cripplingly depressed 14 times a day in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And that's a good place. And so similarly with the ADHD meds, when I first started, <clears throat> the side effects were like the main thing. Like, sure, yeah. I could focus, but I never ate. I slept super weirdly. My moods were all over the place. I hated like talking to my friends. I just found them like annoying and boring. Um, whereas now when I take them, it's just like, oh, I can get my work done now. That's cool. And it took me a long time to get there. And it, 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 it takes a lot of trust in other people and a lot of honesty with yourself and other people um, just to tr- sort of try to track what you're doing. Um, it's not, it, it ain't easy being cheesy, but for me, it, I think it was very much worth it. Worth it. it took a long time to get to a place where um, I think I have a healthy relationship with my meds, but it took a while, but I'm glad I did it. Have you ever gone off your meds? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the American healthcare system um, (laughs) is such that, I mean, I haven't, in terms of taking my meds, I haven't had like the same psychiatrist in the same pharmacy from, for like more than a year at a time. Like is a, once or twice a year, my psychiatrist will get a private practice. So I have to find a new psychiatrist that takes my insurance or my insurance will be different for some reason. And it now no longer covers the, this form of the medication. So I have to go across the, the city to, to get to this. It's, it's a whole fuckery thing. So anyways, yes, there are a lot of times when I've gone off my medication. Um, and it's a good reminder of like, oh, that's right. That's why I did all that work. Yeah. To, to find medication that works for me. Um, particularly my antidepressants. Like if I go off my ADHD meds, it's not great, but you know, I'm, I'm physically safe, you know? Yeah. Um, but if I go off my depression meds, that's a really big deal. Like that, that doesn't fly. Um, I mean, you see me off my I flew to California because you were off of meds and I was so worried about you. Yeah. So one of us flied. That's true. <laughs> well, how do you, how, how are you, so you're on day four of a new medication and that's, that's a weird place to be. It's really weird. I don't like it. Like, I feel bad saying that because I feel like anybody listening is going to be like actively discouraged. And I want to be very clear. Like, this is one of the healthiest decisions that I've made for myself in a very long time. And it's something that I've been considering for a long time. And quite frankly, something that my psychiatrist or my psychologist, I guess, had been like, just like, hey, so depression meds, depression meds. But I had a really, really bad experience when I was in college, a terrible experience. And like, I like, so I, I, so I was like really hesitant to start, but like, it's, you know, all the research is like, I did a bunch of research. I did a bunch of reading and stuff. And like, I was like, okay, like for like I'm really worried about tomorrow. I'm really nervous for tomorrow because apparently the particular medication that I'm on has like a, like a three to four day, like honeymoon period where you're like, Oh, okay. Like you're adjusting and like whatever. And supposedly like day five or six is like, there's like a crash Mm. and I'm really nervous for that. But Mm. like, it's been really interesting for a couple of different reasons. Like one, because like I'm actually feeling things which to me is bad, which I know is like funny to say, but like, 
I've I'm either like I'm like fucking flying right now. I'm like, yes, let's make a podcast. <laughs> but I also know that and this is something that my doctor talked to me about. She was like, OK, so here's the thing. Like you're going to get the meds and you're going to like really quickly cycle like you're going to cycle through like ups and downs and ups and downs is like your your chemistry basically evens out but it's like two weeks mm. and so like i don't know it's just been really weird because like i'm i'm going through like a lot of stuff like all at the same time like mm. i'm going through this like period of like adjusting to like okay i have to remember to take this med like at the same time every day which i fucked up i want to be very clear four days in a row um i'm feeling things which is sort of new and interesting um i'm also like feeling things in a way where like the lows are very low and the highs are really high what are you doing I'm combing my hair because i saw a comb it's that's called, it's called utilization behavior it is Katie. called utilization behavior but it's but it's also like but what's really interesting is like I'm I it feels like it sounds like I'm complaining and what I'm actually doing is I'm saying like this is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like but it's I don't hard. it's it's hard. And that's the thing is like I I feel like I'm so hesitant to like talk about stuff because I don't want somebody listening to go like oh well I'm not going to take I'm not going to seek out antidepressants because you know Kate said that it's hard. But like I feel like that's the point a little yeah. like it, not the point but like it like it would be great if it wasn't hard but it is and yeah. i think like that's like part of the process and like yeah. you know what i mean yeah and i think another weird thing about it is, is it's not hard in like you know <laughs> running a marathon is hard your hair is so foofy now <laughs> yeah. so i'm like... trying to dampen the sound in the room i'm adding to the, the floof in the room it's really good <laughs> could you hear the echo go down now that my hair is so foofy right um but it's not like running a marathon hard like running a marathon is super hard but it's simple it's like you have to run 24 miles like that's what it is but taking a mental health medication it's weird it's it's because you're basically think of like a computer that has malware on it yeah trying to diagnose the malware but the it's the system itself like it's a broken thing trying to think not to say that yeah. your brain is broken but like yeah no i know what you mean you're trying you're trying uh, th the thing that is changing is trying to figure out what's changing about it yeah in real time yeah and it's fucking weird and i think that's why it's really important to have other people around you remind you that you're taking a new medication, remind you of how you felt yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Um, that was one thing that was really um, helpful to me is when I start taking a new medication, um, I write or I either write down or just take a very fucking strong mental note mm -hmm. of what my doctor says is going to happen. Because your doctor will say like, oh, you're going to cycle through a bunch of different emotions the first couple days. Um, but like, when you're actually cycling through those, those, those emotions, like your brain is the thing that's having the emotions. Yeah. And so it's hard to, for your brain to remain in any way objective. Oh, it's the wind chimes. I thought it was the doorbell. Oh, I thought it was like a, like a tornado siren. I was like, dude, are we no. about to podcast tornado right now? <laughs> no, sweet. it's just the wind chimes. No, when I picked up my prescription at the pharmacy, the pharmacist laughed and was like, <laughs> good luck. That really? Was like, I was like, God damn, could you be a little bit more ominous, please? Like, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And and I think part of it, too, is because like even like 
my relationship to my ADHD meds is so interesting because I started off taking my ADHD meds like every single day. Like I was like, you know, my doctor was like, all right, take them every single day. Here we go. Then we realized that like that wasn't working in the conventional way because my schedule was so hard as an actor because like my Mm. schedule wasn't nine to five. My schedule was nine to 10 or 11 or 12 or one or two or three. So we had to like figure out a different system. And that basically just meant taking meds twice a day for my ADHD. But then it was like, well, okay, that's so much ADHD medication. So can you take days off? So then I was like taking weekends off for a while Then I, then it was like, okay, well, I don't like, I hesitate to say this because again, I am not a doctor. Talk to your doctor in conversation with changing your meds. But what I realized was that I was actually more comfortable not taking meds every single day. And so like in conversation with my doctor, we figured out a system that works for me, which is that I most of the time take like an extended release Um, rather than like the regular kind, because then it means that like, I've got, like, I have assistance throughout the day, but it's less of like an immediate thing, which is, which is sort of like what we settled on, but it took two or three tries, you know, to get there. But in conversation with that, like that was, that was, that was like a lot to like handle all at one time. Cause it was just consistently like a week of like okay this is working or a month of like okay this is not working or whatever so it's just been it's been really weird all of a sudden now having to start that process completely over but with something that's so much profoundly more about like how I feel Mm, you know what I mean because like with like with like ADHD meds it's like okay I'm getting stuff done and then I'm crashing or I'm not crashing and my sleep schedule is all fucked up because like I'm just on like stimulant medication whereas like with depression medication it is absolutely predicated on like being depressed and so it's been really weird yeah it's, it's much less like did that measurable. make any sense at all yeah. I feel like I just like yammered no 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 I mean it's much less measurable yeah like with ADHD like you can look at my grades yeah and they changed when I started getting medicated yeah um <clears throat> but with depression like you can measure depression. You know, you can write yeah. down how you feel and score your days on one to ten and all yeah. that. But it's it's less measurable in that like yeah. it's not like lists of things that you get done. It's just yeah. like how do you feel, which is entirely subjective. Like, for example, when I before I got medicated for depression, a good day was a day where I didn't actively want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like a good day. Um, and then when I started taking my, my antidepressants my understanding of what a good day was changed. Yeah. So, so the scale was changing. And then when I get go off my medication, if my, my, if my, you know, insurance fucks off or if my psychiatrist fucks off, um, then my, the, my, the, the scale with which or by which I measure my mood then changes. So I'll go off my medication and the stark difference is immediately like, wow, I'm really depressed now. But then I get like used to that. And then, I'll start getting back into that mode where like, oh, a day where I don't actively want to kill myself is a good day. And then I'll be like, oh, why was I even taking depression meds? I feel fine. And I have to remind myself, no, you do not. This is not what fine looks like, dude. You, there's a better world out there. And that was another thing with medic- with, with antidepressants is like, I remember I asked my, um, 
I was referred for antidepressants by my therapist at the time. And I remember asking them and the psychiatrist, um, how much of this medication working depends on my belief that it's going to. You know, if I take this That's med... That's a really interesting question. Yeah, and I, I was really scared that, like, what if my cynicism, which has been, like, you know, my, my, my nemesis in life is just yeah. cynicism. Um, like, what if my cynicism is so strong that even if this medication is doing what it's supposed to, like, I deny it. And yeah. I'm like, no, this is just, you know, because depression is a sneaky motherfucker. You know, you can feel good, but, like, that's bad, too, because you're like, oh, I feel good, but soon I'm not. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, like, I don't trust joy. <laughs> um, but that, that, oh, fuck, where was I? What was I saying? Um, you talking about cynicism. Cynicism. Medication. medication. Oh, yeah. And um, so, like, with depression meds, which in, in my case, remembering that, like, there's there's more out there, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't have to just, like, think of as a good day as not wanting to kill yourself all day. Like, it's possible to have, like, a good day that's better than zero. Like, yeah. a good day that's actively really good, not just not bad. Yeah. And maintaining that belief, remembering that that's out there helped me a lot when I was first taking antidepressant medication. Like, remembering that, like, oh, I'm not just trying to be okay. I'm trying to be good, yeah. you know? And depression meds, just to anybody listening to this, I've heard this a couple times in my life, and it's really, it really, it's one of those things that somebody kind of says to be, like, sort of dismissive and funny, but it really just makes them look really dumb. Um, <laughs> but when people call uh, depression medication happy pills, it's like, that is not how they it's work. Not. You don't take them and then you're happy. That's not what happens. Like, it for me, the way that I describe it is, like, if I'm off medication for depression, um, I know this is an ADHD podcast, but it's all related. Um, it felt sort of like, um, like a platform jumping game where, like, I was constantly had to spend, like, 40% of my energy jumping from like okay oh gosh and all around me there are these like deep holes that i'm liable to fall into at any moment and suddenly my day is just do 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 and i'm like depressed for the next fucking four years or whatever um the depression meds just make those holes much smaller you know so like now i don't have to spend so much energy just trying to be okay all the time and i can focus on spending that energy doing things that i like and like doing things that make my life good, not just, like, passable. Yeah. And I think that's really important to, to bring up that depression meds aren't just, like, well, at least for me, I, again, I don't want to, you know, medications are very complicated. Human bodies are very complicated. Um, but generally speaking, um, <laughs> I, I was worried that I was going to, like, lose part of myself when I started taking antidepressants. Yeah. And I really didn't. I just wasn't so, I didn't have to spend so much energy all the time just being a breathing person, <laughs> you know? One of my questions, and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot, is, like, so I'm on day four, and, like, I said earlier, like, I have religiously fucked it up four times in a row, and and so what I'm realizing is, like, one of the biggest struggles for me with ADHD is, like, getting into a new system and, like, having a new system and, and, and like, habits and stuff are really hard for me to develop with ADHD, but, like, one of the things that I think is, like, even more daunting is, like, there, like, ADHD is absolutely, at least my ADHD, like, really relies a lot of times on, like, instant gratification. Like, mm. I'll get something done or I'll do something because, like, I know I'm going to get that, like, immediate dopamine hit of, like, oh, I sent the email or I finished the task or whatever. But, like, 
when I started, you know, when I had the conversation with my doctor, she was like, I need you to understand that, like, you have to stick with this for at least a couple of months. Like, this is not like a, you start taking them and in a week, you're fine. Like, this is a, your body needs at least two to four weeks to, like, even out, get your levels, like, to where they will be on this medication. And then after that, like, if it's working or not working, we can, like, adjust the dosage. But it's like, you have to stick it out. And that's so daunting to me. Yeah. Like, that's the part that I'm the most freaked out about. Because it's like, you know, it's like, I know that right now I'm in that, like, really early, like, my shit is just evening out and whatever. But it's like, there there is no instant gratification with antidepressants the way that i think there is for adhd meds Mm. because like i remember the first time that i took my adhd medication and it was like 20 minutes later my life changed yeah oh yeah you know it was like oh this instantly works i instantly under like i was like this is what it's like to function and i can fight god like so so that is something that i'm really struggling with right now yeah, I, absolutely. Like <clears throat> with with ADHD medication, when I first started taking them, and I think you sort of just touched on this experience. But you're 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 observing the process of a day. Yeah, you know, every day is a new data point. Yeah, you know, um, oh, it started taking effect at this point, but then it didn't wear off until too late, so I didn't get to sleep until whatever really late. You know, every little every day is a new little thing that you get to watch happen. Which is absolutely not the case with depression medication, which is why I think it's really important to have people around yeah, that you're for being communicating around, with. Oh, of course, folks. It was my pleasure. I'm so um, sorry that I just keep crying on you. Hey, no. Do you I've know? cried on you so much. <laughs> it's okay, I feel sweetheart. feel a wet spot on your shoulder for crying I actually do. I can you. feel it. I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think especially if you have depression and ADHD, like, oh my gosh. I'm not just going to take this and then feel better. Like, that is a terrifying it's experience. awful. And having other people around to, you know, to, to, to tell things to who can remember the things um, is really helpful. Because, like, you might not notice, you know, not you specifically, Katie, you, but one might not notice that, you know, you have way more energy now than you did this, you know, past week or something like that. Because yeah. you're the person who's changing. Yeah. And so having people outside, including your doctor... Um, to 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 mo- to watch you and monitor you is I think vitally important when it when it comes to specifically especially when it comes to medication that are going to take a long time to 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 take effect. Do you want to know what the weirdest part is? What's that? Is that I feel okay? Like that's the weirdest part. Is huh. is like and it's like and it's very much like ups and downs. Like it's not like it's it's by no means evened out at this point. But like yesterday when we went to Ikea, there was this, there, there was that moment where you're like riding on the cart and I, we were just being like jackasses <laughs> yeah, at Ikea. And I like, I had this like very real profound moment of like, now I'm going to cry because like I said, it's a cycle. But I had this like very real profound moment of like, I am so happy. Like, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so like, and I was like laughing and it was like, I haven't laughed like that in years like in years and like that was part of it It was like I keep having these moments of like I'm so happy and I know that it's like the the 
you know, the peak before the valley of like, and then I'm going to cry about how happy I am or whatever and have a breakdown on a as is couch because they're out of sofa legs. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that has been, that has honestly, it's been eye opening. Like it's, it hasn't been that long, but just that like, holy shit. Like I forgot that like I can be happy. And that's almost like, it's it's like bittersweet mm. you know what i mean like it's just been it's just been really interesting yeah i my so my my mom has depression that's where i get it from <clears throat> and uh she has talked to, to me about um she didn't realize how much of an absent mother she was before she got medicated i didn't notice that i just remember know my mom as being a loving wonderful person your mom's the best she's pretty great um but she said like as she was feeling better from her for, from starting her medication, she realized, like, holy shit, I've been so fucking sad for so many years. Like, she missed out on, well, she feels that. I, I don't want to say, you know, uh, say that these things are objectively true. But she feels that she, she missed out on certain, like, years of my and my brother's life because she was just fucking depressed, so depressed she couldn't get out of bed. And that is really bittersweet. And I think... That was sort of part of my fear when I first started taking depression meds was, um, so my, my mom is depression. My dad is ADHD. Um, they were interviewed on our podcast last season. Go check it out. It's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. It was great. Your parents are so cool. I hope they start their own podcast. I hope they do it's too. It's called On awesome. the Road with Dorsey and Carl. Yeah. Um, but my dad, the analogy they sometimes use is like, my dad was sort of like my mom's cheerleader. You know, when her depression would come rear its head, my dad would be like, let's go to Prague. Like, let's do Hey, have you ever gone to a minor league baseball game before? They're called the Lugnuts. And then <laughs> that's true. True story. Lansing Lugnuts. Go Lugnuts. I um, fucking love a minor league baseball game. That's a true story about me. It's the best. I oh, fucking geez. love minor it's league so baseball games. Um, it's just, it's just, it's the baseball game is secondary to all the weird activities. <laughs> There's like hot dog races and shit. Oh, it's yeah. so much fun. I, I love, love it. it. Um, but my parents' relationship is very strong, which I'm very grateful for. I'm l- lucky to have been born to them. Um, my their their relationship was very strong, um, but the one time when they really had to like restructure their relationship and and figure some stuff out, serious stuff out, was when my mom started taking antidepressants because now that function that my dad served of being a cheerleader was was less necessary, which was great, but it required something. It required reevaluating you know their roles in each other's lives which they did because they're wonderful people um but that was terrifying like i've always known my parents marriage as being very strong very complicated like it was work to, for it to be as strong as it is but knowing that these antidepressants shook my my parents relationship I was like, fuck. Oh, no, that's no, really I'm scared. Oh, well, boobs, I mean, all for the better. You know, everything <laughs> takes work. Growth takes work. I know, but now I'm scared. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Like, oh, man. Fuck. Fuck. Hey, boobs, it's going to be okay. It's fine. It's going to be okay. We should do a commercial break or something. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Did you know that uh, Katie and I both have Twitch channels? Twitch.tv slash Katieosaurus, but the O is a zero. Because some motherfucker <laughs> Sleeping is Katieosaurus if you're out there. I'm coming for you. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I think it's me. And I'm twitch.tv slash heygood. We stream every weekday. Katie at 1130 Eastern and me at 1230 Eastern. I'm like, 
unlike the chaos after show. That's but it's a really great time. We hang out and we talk about or stuff. Or I open for you. It depends on how you look I at guess, it. I guess, yeah, it depends on how you I look like at it. I like to consider I'm, I'm your opener. Yeah, I know. But yeah, come on by. I'm also going to start streaming more Minecraft lately. Yeah, so Eric's so good that. at Minecraft, you guys. Oh, well, shucks. I Thank love you. watching Eric play Minecraft. I'm getting there. Thank you very much. But come on by. It's a really great time. Also, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash infinitequest. If you want to come help support us and make it so that we can pay for things like sound panels and, um, and, uh, and a microphone. Sound for... panels. We do have the sound panels. The table is so squishy. It is a very squishy it's amazing. table. amazing. A very squishy table. I'm very squishy. Squishy tables are tight. Um, Oh, also, did you know, Katie, that we're going on tour? What? Yeah. I mean, we're going to the Quad Cities in a week. Oh my gosh, we are. Two weeks. A week or so. My ADHD is is in such denial about that. Like, I'm not going to actually feel like that's happening until we. No, we're going to be like on the plane, and I'm going to be like, oh fuck, we have to do. We (laughs) got to do this. It's going to be great. If Uh, you want to see when and where we're going to be, head on over to InfiniteQuestPodcast.com and click on tour dates. I forgot we were doing the commercial break. I (laughs) I know it feels weird that we're in the middle. Normally record these afterwards, but it's like in the middle of the thing. We're just going to do it all at once. It's fine. We'll do it live. Okay. Well. Okay. So it's about. I don't know. Actually. It could be 15 minutes. It could be 45 hours. Yeah, how long do you think we've been recording for? 40 minutes. Oh, pretty close. Uh, 30, 33. Okay. That's pretty close. Um, So I think it would be cool if we talked about medication strategies. Because again, yeah. we are not doctors. Mm-hmm. We are not doctors. We don't know things. Do not change your medication without talking to people. Um, but like... I, don't, I feel like that we should just swap the haves around because like one of the things that I want to talk about is just like, like the approach to medication. Mm. Cause somebody commented some, you know, when somebody comments sometimes like on one of your videos and it just like sticks with you and you just like think about it. Oh yeah. Somebody so I did this video about medication is a tool. It is a tool that is right for somebody, some people, and it is not right for other people. And there are different kinds of medications and there are different ways of using medication. And like, it can be in conversation with therapy or support groups or like, there's so many different ways to use medication as a tool, but it is just that it is a tool. It is a morally neutral tool. It is not admitting failure. It is not admitting weakness. It is just a tool that some people need in order to like live their most effective life. And somebody commented on that video and it was like one comment out of like quite a few comments. The video was a hit, but the comment was, I don't want like, so I, I made the metaphor that I was using was like, it is a literal tool. I was talking about like a reciprocating saw. And I said, you know, like it's right for some jobs. It's not right for others. And this person commented and they said, well, I don't want to have to use a reciprocating saw to get things done for the rest of my life. So I want to build up my muscles so I can do it myself. And I cannot stop thinking about that comment. Like that comment just stuck with me. This idea that like, I don't want to take medication for the rest of my life. So I'm going to choose to not take medication, even though it can improve my quality of life because I don't want to have to have that like commitment. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what, what I think about that. Yeah, it's, it's strange because it also. That was the worst explanation I've ever given. I'm no, so sorry. No, it was not. The, it hurts. My, the, my ear hurts like behind my ear and it's all I can think about. 
Because my glasses, those, those are wonderful My glasses are pushing on the part that hurts. <laughs> it also breaks down the metaphor a little bit because if you're trying, you can't saw a board without a tool. Right. You know, like you can't do a sawing thing. Like I guess what they were trying to say was, I want to build a muscle so I can use a hand saw. I guess. Rather than, which is still a tool, so... He, You're he, still he, using a tool. Like, props for sticking with the analogy, yeah. dear commenter, but, you know. Eh. But also, I mean, I fundamentally get the idea that you one might not want to have to rely on an external thing because you might not have access to it later or whatever. And certainly, you don't have to take medication. Like, nobody should force you to, 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 to take, you know, antidepressants. Um, but... My, I guess my big question is just, why? You know, why? What's what's the point? It's like you're trying to prove something. It's, yeah. You know, I why like... wouldn't you do the thing? Granted, again, I'm not saying this person should be, but they're not. You know, that's yeah. not up to me. But it, 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 honestly, you know, honestly, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and fucking say it. It reeks of toxic masculinity. That's exactly what I was gonna like. Say. It reeks of toxic toxic masculinity. And well, and that's the thing is like the the more that I've sort of like started this process of like talking and educating and advocating about mental health, and I realize this this is like honestly what I'm about to say is just it also just reeks of fucking privilege because I just didn't know things for too long. But like just the weird abject stigma of medication when it comes to mental health yeah it's like if you have bronchitis you go and you get antibiotics if you have a heart condition people happily take medication but the minute it's a conversation about mental health it's like oh well you're just not trying hard enough or you're you're weak or you're giving up or you're looking for an easy way out and it's like do you know how hard i had to work to get on antidepressants like yes the asking part was easy because i'm an adult and i just had a conversation with my doctor but like the personal growth required to get to the point where i was able to like sort of like unpack my own like internalized ableism and be like oh fuck i'm not okay and like i i need this tool this boost like it takes a profound amount of work, I think. And it and it just baffles me that there is still this, like, prevalent attitude that it's like, well, anybody taking mental health medication is just, like, given up or lazy or just not trying hard enough or whatever. And I'm like, Do you, what? Yeah, it's strange. It doesn't make any, like, the logic behind it is just so strange to me. Yeah, something I hear all the time, too, is the goal is to get off the medication, Mm -hmm. which again, especially as an alcoholic, I understand not wanting to have to be reliant on an external thing that can go away. Yeah. Like that's, there's a vulnerability inherently involved in that. Like, like, you know, Iron Man without his suit, you know, (laughs) it'd be cool if Iron Man just had superpowers, but he needs the suit. Um, so like, I, I get that. Um, but I, I hear a lot about the goal being to get off the antidepressants or to get off the ADHD medication. Um, like, you need it for a little while, like a cast on your leg until it gets better. Um, but that's... We don't apply that same logic to other things. Like, if you have high blood pressure or whatever, or if you have a heart murmur or whatever, if you're taking medication yeah. for a physical ailment, like, sure, if at some point in your life you end up being like, oh, looks like my blood pressure is fine without the medication. Like, 
that's but we don't think about that level like you just take the medications that you need to be okay it's weird that we apply that to mental health medication and i think it's very strongly rooted in just the idea of weakness yeah the idea that like you're weak therefore you need this thing so eventually if you have the the balls or whatever you'll be strong and then you won't need them i i just don't understand that argument i don't either I, i don't understand that argument um but it, and it's it is I think it's rooted so much in I don't want to say like toxic masculinity but like just toxicism like as as a whole like it is just a wholesale toxic idea mm-hmm. like the other day I got an email from somebody who has ADHD like they're they're absolutely sure that they have ADHD and they also are suffering from like depression and they wanted their they don't want to go get screened. And I was like, okay, well, why not? And they said, the reason why I don't want to get screened is because I'm thinking about leaving my husband. And if I get screened for depression and ADHD, my husband is going to use that against me in trying to get the kids. Whoa. And I looked into it and apparently that is really common. Like, taking mental health medication is often used against people in situations like that. That's so weird, because they're taking the medication. You yeah. know, like, if you had untreated the thing, but, like, the by, by nature of them taking the medication, yeah. it's treated. But it's, but it's one of the reasons why people are unwilling to seek diagnosis, is because mental health diagnoses are often used against people in court. especially and it's like and it's like once you start going like and it's honestly like i swear to god so i've been looking at schools right i've been looking at schools because i want to go back and and maybe become a therapist but i found i i started doing research and i went down this long rabbit hole of like all these different court cases and uh and i found out that there's a specific program that is just about policy and like advocacy and oh, I was cool. like, I think I was like, I'm oh, cl- I'm literally thinking about switching majors just to become like a professional like advocate in like legal situations. That's cool. A friend of mine, um, shout out Melissa. Hi, uh, Melbo, if you're listening, I doubt you are, but hi. Um, she used to be the owner of the uh, LARPing, mm-hmm. uh, uh, LARPing company yeah. community, whatever that I'm involved with. Um, but she's friends. She's a lawyer, and her passion. Are is immigration rights. Yeah. But the skill, the place where she found, thought she could be most useful is like, oh, if I have the skills of a lawyer, then I can use those skills mm-hmm. to help, uh, you know, immigrants be treated fairly and well. And I think that sounds very similar. Like, I think your passion is, is mental health advocacy, but like you're getting more tools in your toolkit. Yeah. I think that's cool. Also, I can't become a lawyer, though, because then my mom will finally have gotten what she wanted. It's <laughs> <laughs> all she wanted my whole life. <laughs> another thing, a little, little topic change, but I, th- I wanted to talk about it. One of the really hard things about taking uh, a medication for mental health is that there are so many variables that change um, that can change your mental health. How much you're eating, how much you're sleeping, how much you're drinking, the weather. Like, there's so many different things that can have an effect on your mental health. And if you're doing any given sciencey thing, you want to isolate your variables. You want to figure out specifically what variables have what effect. And so when taking a medication, something that I think is very important is trying to... I mean, all, these are things are always important, but particularly if you're taking a medication, 
is making sure that you're eating regularly, sleeping reasonably regularly, doing all the things, which are already really fucking hard, especially if you're getting medicated for something <laughs> that makes those things very difficult. Right? But I think that's crucially important is, is, you know, whatever the amount of food you're supposed to have in your stomach when you eat, when you take the pill, you know, make sure that that's consistent. I think that can be really, really hard. Um, but for me, especially with ADHD, it was kind of funny. I remember when I first started, got medicated for ADHD, it was November 9th, 2009. Um, I love that you know the date. Well, that was a life-changing day. I mean, I know the date, but it was also just because it was my birthday. That's true. So it's really easy to remember. <laughs> um, but I was taking, I would take notes. I would take it in the morning and in class, I was doing the class stuff. But I would take notes on what's happening. I was like, okay, it's, it's you know, 8.30 because high school starts ridiculously early. You know, it's 8.30 uh, and, you know, I'm sitting in class, in German class, and I'm interested and I'm paying attention and I'm doing, like, good. And then I would do the next one. I'm like, all right, now it's 10. Like, still feeling good. Like, I, I you know, I know I'm hungry, but I, I don't feel the urge to eat. That's weird. You know, I would take notes. And then at some point during the day, I would stop taking notes. And that's how I knew that the medication <laughs> was wearing off. So it was a really weird thing of your, the, the thing that is changing is monitoring itself, the thing that's changing. Yeah. And that is so fucking weird. And anything you can do to, to minimize ex external factors, complications, yeah. hunger and, and, and hydration and stuff. Like when I first started taking ADHD meds, one of the things that took the longest for me to notice was a lot of the, the side effects that I thought were from the medication were actually like tertiary side effects. You know, the fact that I wasn't eating was what was making my brain feel fuzzy at five. Yeah. And so over the years I learned, oh, I have to eat consistently. I have to make sure I'm drinking water first thing in the morning instead of coffee, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and that, though that was sort of the process of, of getting this tool to work as best for me as it possibly could. And after, Jesus, over a decade, holy shnikes. Um, now it's just sort of second nature. Like now, like I have a different relationship with the feeling of hunger now because like it, it, it's very strange um but i think trying to keep those things consistent is vitally important um and doing those things alone is much more difficult than doing them not alone so having like a confidant or um you know a therapist something like that to talk to you about those things um can be really helpful having an external thing that's not changing with the medication i I just got like so sciencey about this for a second, but like one of the things that I think is really interesting though about that conversation is um, how many people with ADHD and other neurodiverse diverge. Oh my god, fuck. Anyway, the word that I say all the time, every single day, that that's the one. Um, but also, I can't talk good now. Like that's fun. I keep forgetting words. Really, that's like a new thing. Huh. Like yeah, what did I forget this morning? Uh, architect. Yeah, I couldn't remember the word. I keep forgetting like words. It's weird. Huh. Um, Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, I just I just noticed that like I was just like fuck. Um, but anyway, uh, um, uh, interoceptive uh, like just senses like what's going on inside your body like that's something that a lot of neurodivergent people really struggle with anyway, and I struggle with that so much like the, like especially hunger like feeling hunger, I like feeling hunger and feeling full is something that I just like I don't it's my my sense of that is like all fucked up and so like in conversation with with like especially like stimulant meds i'm always just like why do i feel like garbage and it's like oh because i haven't eaten in three days like it's it's really challenging and i think that like what you said is is a really good solution is just like you you gotta you gotta just think about it in terms of like scheduling out your day even if you don't feel hungry gotta eat something you gotta eat a little snack snack you gotta drink water like whatever mm -hmm. but 
Yeah, I was just thinking about like how hard it is, like as a neurodivergent person who already struggles to like to like re- like read those internal signals to like manage the new challenges of like medication with the goal of the medication ultimately to make you feel better and to be better. It's weird, man. Yeah, it's really strange. Also, I just got real weird, just so you know. What do you mean you got real weird? I just, like, I just, I have no idea what's happening. Whoa. What do you, do you want to, do, what do you feel? What do you feel in your body? I mean, I feel fine. I'm just not sure huh. about the reality of the situation. Well, props for recognizing it. I mean, it's fine. I keep, I keep realizing it. Like in the moment, I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. Well, it's good. I think, I mean, I think the mindset with which you're approaching it is really good. I think. You know, when you're taking new medication, you kind of turn get you got to turn into like a self scientist. You yeah. got to turn into Jeff Goldblum from The Fly. Oh, you got to turn into Jeff Goldblum from The Fly. You got to just like watch yourself yeah. and just be, as my mom would say, remember that you're the you're not the feeling, you're the feeler of the feeling. Yeah. You know, if you're feeling angry or sad or scared or anxious, um, it's important to to have some part of you be stepped back from that. Yeah. And go like, oh, look at that. Yeah. I'm anxious now. I because that's what that's what allows you to notice, oh, I get anxious at four thirty exactly <laughs> every yeah. day. Huh. And that's really important and really difficult to do. And I think you're doing it's, it's I think you're, you're I think you're doing it, especially, you know, since you're 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 telling me these things. Yeah. Well and when I when I started the antidepressants, I we decided, me and my doctor, we decided that like I was not gonna take like the Adderall. Oh really? Um, just to because like just to man like to isolate the variable, right? Isolate the variable, but so it's weird because like I keep like I keep getting like really fuzzy. Like I'll start the sentence, but by the end of the sentence, I can't remember the start of the sentence, and mm. so like I sort of am just like like hoping that I sort of like get to a point. Um, and so yeah, so that's been like really weird. It's just like figuring out like okay, well, is that because like I'm taking less of my like regular ADHD medication or is it because of like something you know what I mean it's just like and it's all just so new still yeah so I'm really interested to see what it's like next week like I'm just I'm, it's gonna go one of two ways I feel like I mean they're gonna be like in a pile on the floor or not also I did just realize that next week we'll be on a plane we'll so be on the plane quad cities how do you feel about that having being having the medication oh god I'm while... so fucking worried about it I'm so worried Really? I'm what, so worried about it. What kind of worry? Like, how does it I mean, it because feel? it's like, I mean, you saw me yesterday. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I can't do that at a convention. Like, I have to be on. Like, I have to be mm-hmm. on. And, like, thankfully, like, on Friday, we only have, like, one panel. And then we've got, you know, and it's neurodiversity at the gaming table. So it's just, it's a conversation that we're, yeah. you know, and I'm excited. But I'm really worried because it's like, if I start to melt down, like, I, we can go back to the hotel room and like that will be fine but it's like a very different experience of like being in the safety of like my kitchen and having like you and chris sitting there next to me being like you're not dying you're fine mm-hmm. to like now i'm at a convention and surrounded by hundreds of people and like you know what i mean it's just it's i'm real fucking stressed out about it yeah i'm sorry sweetheart it's i'll fine. be there thanks i, I think it's it's <clears throat> i think i always say this at all times, I think forgiving yourself and giving yourself some slack yeah. is, I mean, is important. Like, and I think... are the people who are coming to see us are 
so kind and so gracious. And so, like, I feel, I don't feel like anybody is going to begrudge me, like, oh, Katie didn't come out to the bar after whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very publicly on new medication. Like, it will be fine. But it's just the internal sort of, like, guilt and, like, expectation that I put on myself to, like, be fine all the time anyway that is, like, I'm just, I'm really worried that, like, you know, we're going to be in the middle of, like, the podcast and I'm just going to start, like, weeping and I'll be like, bye, everybody, I gotta go. And it's going to be, like, super awkward and weird, you know? Yeah. Well, here's what we'll do. I'll memorize some very long monologues. Okay. You know? So if you if you go down in the middle of the thing... Then you'll you'll give me a little signal. You'll tug on your ear like a first okay. base coach or something like that. Your okay. third base coach? Which one has the coach? Both. Both of them do? No, there's a third base. There's third base. There's no first base coach? No. Is that another thing? I don't think so. Oh. I don't remember. Well, either way, we'll do some cool hand signal, right. and then I'll I'll go into, like, King Lear or something like that. You're going to go into King Lear? That's a play, right? Yes. I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me a line from King Lear right now. Uh, hey, King Lear! <laughs> Uh, how do you how do you take your coffee, King Lear, who's in this play? That's that's actually amazing. That's that pretty good. That's the opening to Act Three. Uh, really? Yeah. Really, it's the only word. departure from iambic pentameter. In the word, whole for thing. word. <laughs> word for word. Word for word. really, Bubs, I am I'm proud of you. Taking medication is really hard. Not just like while you're taking it, the things that happen during like that's really hard, but just deciding to do it, realizing that it could it might be able to help you batting away all the fucking bullshit of people telling you that it's a show of weakness or whatever. Yeah. I've gotten a couple of mean emails. Have you really? Yeah. Ugh. I got a couple of Instagram messages from people who were disappointed in me for giving in to Big Pharma. I was like, block. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, I don't think, like, it's, in a conversation of, I'm considering killing myself or I'm going to take some meds and maybe hopefully not want to do that. Like, I would think that maybe you would support my being alive, but you, okay, that's fine. Yeah, why don't you write this email to uh, your local representative or something? Like yeah. That? I was like, could you, I don't email Mitch McConnell instead. Tell him that you're mad at him. Cause I'm, I don't care. Like, I'm going to keep taking me. It's fine. Whatever. Well, I think overall my, I'm my journey with medication has been worth it. Oh, absolutely. My mine has absolutely been worth it. Like I I'm nervous, I'm apprehensive, but like yeah. Like I'm I re- I regret nothing. Like I regret I don't have any regrets about like my ADHD meds. Like it took me a long time to realize how badly I needed antidepressants, but like I don't regret it at all. Like this is this is a really good decision for me and like a really good decision I think for like my future and like our future, the future of the podcast, like I'm zero regrets. <laughs> nice. Me either. I think looking, going through some of the things that I went through, particularly with my ADHD meds, my ADHD meds were really hard to get a hang of. Um, my my depression meds, I looked out on super hard. My the first one I tried worked, and then we raised the dosage I think twice, and that worked, and it was great. So I very lucked out there. But with ADHD meds, it was a tumultuous voyage. Um, and I still have a lot of trouble with it sometimes. Um, but it is a tool in my arsenal, which is really nice. Um, if I, you know, it, it helps me do things like, you know, filling out paperwork and whatnot. Um, the fear and anger and shame I would feel around paperwork was staggering. 
and so not only do I just get the effects of, um, you know, having the medication that helps me do the paperwork and stuff, but also the, the secondary benefit of the knowledge that those things no longer are as big of an issue as they used to be yeah. is amazing. Like what it's done for like even my like anxiety, you know, because before if before I was taking ADHD medications, if I had a bunch of stuff that is particularly hard for a person with serious executive function issues, if I had a bunch of stuff like that to do, not only would that suck, but I would spend the hours, days, weeks leading up to it freaking out about it. But now I know, like, okay, when that comes, I'm still not great at it, but I know that I have I have tools in my arsenal, one of which is medication, um, to get those things done. It is it has freed up a lot of my energy to, like, pursue having a happy and fulfilling life, not just a, a comfortable and tolerable life. And those are, that's, those are, I think, the biggest things that medication has done for me is, is, is realize that my life can be enjoyable and good and fulfilling, not just not terrible. And wanting that is difficult, yeah. but it's, I think it's worth pursuing. Lightning round before yeah. we go. Yeah. Somebody listening to this podcast is wanting to talk to their doctor about starting medication. How, how would you ask your doctor? Because that's one of the, the most popular questions we get is like, I don't know how to talk to my doctor. Right. Because I can tell you exactly what I said to my doctor. Yeah. I said, I'm really struggling with depression and I want to have a conversation about antidepressants. That is word for word all I said. Mm. Like, that was it. And she was like, okay. And that was it. What would you say? Um, I would say always having a, having a written down thing beforehand is super helpful. Because it's it's easy to, like, on the car ride over to the doctor, think, like, this is what I'm going to say. But then when you're actually sitting in the room with them, it can be really hard to maintain that same level of, of um, veracity in terms of advocating for yourself yep. as you did in the shower earlier that day, you know? <laughs> so, like, having a thing written, um, even if it's just, like, a little something on your phone or whatever, but being, like, making sure you have those beats that you're going to hit um, is really important. Having a list of, just like with ADHD and depression... Um, having a list of symptoms, their onset, and specifically how they're affecting your life. Mm -hmm. Like having examples of like, uh, not just necessarily like, oh, it's hard to focus, but be like, I have to fill out this report every day at work. And every time it takes me five tries, because I'll sit down and then realize I don't have a pen and then I'll run across the room and then I'll sit down again. But then I'll, the fan across the room is pointing in a weird direction. And like, so give them specific things like that. Um, and also make it clear that you're interested in pursuing medication, um, because just it's, 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 it's easy to feel like that's implied, you know, like obviously I'm looking for a, a, a medication, you know, solution to yeah. this, but specifically saying like, and I've heard that medication has worked for a lot of people like yeah. that kind of thing. And also not being, I honestly, I'm going to tag on like not being a f like there's such a fear of being perceived as like a drug seeker oh yeah but like that's so like that's okay to advocate for yourself in terms of like yes i am looking for medication because like i really think that i need the assistance that medication can provide like yeah i, I, still I feel, feel like weird. we have to do a whole episode just about like how to talk to your doctor about stuff yeah. because like there's so much bullshit in terms oh, yeah. of like oh well you're just here for like adderall or whatever oh, like yeah i, I, I am <laughs> no right like yes i mean i still feel that way i just my insurance just changed over changed over and i had to have like an intake whatever with a doctor two days ago yesterday i don't remember um wait did you do that already 
Oh, I had like the first one. I have another one scheduled. Okay. For, like, but this was just like the intake triage one. Oh, sure. Um, but still, when I say... You have to get assessed for ADHD. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Can we record it for the podcast? Well, no, it's going to be at some place. Like, oh, it's, okay. You know, um, but I, I still feel weird saying when, when I got my eyes checked the other day and they asked, the guy was like, hey, do you, you know, do you take medications? And I said yes, and I told him what ADHD meds I'm taking. I still feel like he's thinking druggy or whatever. Yeah. And I, I, I actively have to be like, wait, that is no, you don't know that that's what this person yeah. is thinking. And honestly, if they are, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Like this is, you know, it's it's a hard thing to to to, to deal with. And I don't know, just remembering that you have bodily autonomy and you're allowed to ask for what you think you need, but also remember. Unless you are, you're probably not, a, you're not a doctor. And so being, trying to focus on, I'm trying to solve this problem, not necessarily you're searching for a certain outcome, um, is also good to keep in mind. It's really useful. Yeah. Anyways, Katie, um, do you want to do our outro right now? Yeah, but here's the thing. Um, my ukulele is out of tune and I find it in this moment to be hopelessly sad. So... I don't want to cry about my out-of-tune ukulele. Okay. Uh, so we just won't do the song this week. Yeah, we'll do we'll a mega song we'll, next week. We'll do the mega song this week, which we means that it. if you're like, hey, but I was supposed to be in the song this week, or like, wait a second, I didn't get to be in the song. What's the song? Well, usually every week, except for this week, because I'm sad about my out-of-tune ukulele, uh, we make up a song for the new Patreon sponsors. So if you want to get in on that, if you want to be part of next week's super mega song, uh, head on over to the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash I'm so sad about my pocket, my, my, my ukulele. It's fine. Huh. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's patreon.com slash infinite quest. Eric, please help me. I'll tune your ukulele. It's infinitequest.com. Or no, it's <laughs> <laughs> leaving this all in. It's, it's patreon.com slash infinite quest. Please consider helping support us. It, it would really mean the world to us. Uh, also remember Katie and I both stream on Twitch every weekday. Uh, twitch.tv slash katiosaurus but the o is a zero and twitch.tv slash heygood respectively come on by it's a really fun time there's music and games and wide-angled lives because tiktok angles lives are yeah. very weird and there's an eric camp and there's an eric camp. there's yes. gonna be an eric camp. <laughs> you push the button and it makes it shows eric but everybody thank you so much for joining us again apologies that this episode is a little late but remember drink water eat food get some sleep we love you that's not how that goes. Isn't that how it goes? I thought no, that's how it goes. Because remember, <laughs> drink some water, take your buds, eat a snack, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and remember that we love you. Okay. <laughs>